Hello, John. How are you doing today? Hello, Aiden. I'm I'm doing pretty okay. I'm I'm lounging in, in my bed. Uh, I'm home for the holiday, just just a single holiday before I go back for uh, exams. Uh. But uh, but I'm lounging. I'm in I'm in my queen sized bed, so I'm I'm feeling pretty comfy. That's really the college classic, isn't it? Like you get like a week of Thanksgiving break, and then you go back and you have the worst part of the semester. Yeah. Two weeks. Yeah. Like I, I technically don't have to go back because, cause, cause of old Corona, uh, because they're deciding to go through with like a Thanksgiving break, uh, they're just like, hey, after Thanksgiving break, everything's completely online again. But, I mean, I was already all online anyway because of my computer science professors, mm-hmm. uh, but I can't, I can't do exams in this house. No, no offense to my family, I love them, but. I feel that I, <laughs> I don't, I don't miss exams, uh, for one, but like the, I'm going home to visit my family this week for Thanksgiving for a couple of days. And they, but they, my family offered like, Hey, if you wanted to stay the whole month through Christmas, then like you're welcome to. And I'm like, I, 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 I will not be able to do my job efficiently sitting in my bedroom at home. Yeah, um, it's it's just weird. It's like a different atmosphere. It, like, I I have a lot of projects that I have to work on, and I was I was working on some before we started recording, and coding here, uh, the the like mentality of it is like really weird and skewed than like coding at my desk in my apartment. Uh-huh. It, it's it's hard to explain, but it's hard to get work done. Any work, really, like, I mean, yeah, I also code for a living now, too, but, like, it's... it's My man. <laughs> any any kind of work that is not, like, something that I normally do when I am at home at my parents' house, like, lounging around like a dipshit, it's just, I can't get into the mindset, I can't do it. Yeah. Uh, it sucks. I partially um, blame my, my issues on the fact that I don't have a desk at home, like, whenever I have to do anything on my computer, I have to be in bed, because there's, like... Or, or I could have to. I would have to like sit at my, my mm. dining room table, but and that that's just weird. <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> recording re- recording a homestuck podcast live from my dining room table. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, yeah. Thankfully, I also I have a fucking closet back at home too. So oh yeah, we already we recorded the intermission episodes back in that closet. This yeah. this podcast has in total seen uh, three different closets from my end. Wow. Uh, Times change. Yeah. <laughs> Times really change. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, I don't know. Probably good that at least that you can stay home over the holiday. Because like going home and then coming back to school is probably not the best thing to stop coronavirus yeah. from spreading. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't ever leave my fucking apartment except to run out to get food. So I'm good. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, uh, we had a reading today. We did have a reading today, like we do every week. <sighs> yeah, yeah, most of them we do. Um, this reading was, uh, a, like, I, I feel like this episode was either going to be, like, 45 minutes or two hours. <laughs> um, th- this is, like, <sighs> Homestuck had a reputation back in the day among a lot of people for being confusing. Um, and I think that this reading really doesn't help that. Yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of... The comic getting brand is confusing, um, comes from people trying to engage it the wrong way, uh, either by skipping to most current and trying to process it there, or, like, just people not reading very closely, like I did when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, but, uh, around here, um, the, this section, the green pages, the first half of the green pages... Um, like, unreliable narration and, like, multiple different things happening on the same page at the same time is in extreme full swing. Yeah, I... A lot of people like to refer to to this type of stuff as reader hostility. Uh, Yes. And it's probably one of my favorite phrases because, yeah, Homestuck really does that. And this is probably one of the I don't. I don't want to say best because it's, it's the best executed reader hostility because Jesus Christ is there a lot to take in. Yeah, I'm gonna. I still don't know exactly how we're gonna do the like. Well, I know how I'm gonna end up doing. It's gonna be just gonna say it all at the same time and it's gonna be awkward. But yeah, <laughs> it, there's no real elegant way to tackle, especially the parallel events. So. I'm going to do my best and uh, hope hope that it doesn't turn out too sloppy. It'll be fine. It'll be clunky, right. but it'll be fine. <laughs> um, and on that note, I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kick it off. Uh, so Let's go! We, we, we left off at uh, page 3764. Um, the, the website has just turned green, um, and we are now going to be taken through this reading by our favorite character doc scratch truly our favorite character i'm glad i'm glad you i'm glad you were the one to say it because i was gonna say it but i'm glad you said it he is our favorite character we have like three or four different favorite characters (laughs) that we say ironically um but i i i think that scratch might end up being the 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 real favorite character at least for a while now because like man 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 <laughs> at least he's not being creepy to us he's just being an- annoying um but yeah so we are now interested the narration's been interested with Doc Scratch um who at least if you gotta say one nice thing about the guy is that he made the website green so we can read his white text without highlighting it yeah which I appreciate. Thanks, thanks, Scratch. You, you really uh, did it. <laughs> this is like the. I think this might have been one of the first times that a, a website that I used a lot like had a dark mode, which is cool. Like as a kid, um, yeah. I know, like it was standard on like forums and stuff to have multiple themes, uh, because of the way V Bulletin worked. The deep cut, um, but this the MSPA having a dark mode was very nice for the couple of pages it was in effect. 
Um, yeah. So we're now in the in the in the care of Doc Scratch, um, who takes the the Homestuck Disc Two, uh, physical object from us, and puts it in his uh face head to fix it. Um, through some means, and unfortunately. Uh, from what he says, the disc is not going to be ready until it's time to see the critical event. So, until the critical event, he's just going to have to feed us information as it's restored from the disc. Pain. Yep. <laughs> I kind of wonder if this was Hussy not wanting to plot all this out in, like, in more time than it needs to take. Or if this was entirely planned to be this obnoxious. Uh, I imagine it's a little bit of both. <laughs> In typical hussy form. But yeah, uh, so we're, we're not going to get uh, the end of Act 5, well, the last part of Act 5 proper. We're going to have it narrated to us by the, the sleaziest douchebag in the comic, which is, you know... Just a great formula for getting a, an informed perspective on anything that happens. Um, but no worries, we'll be able to witness the critical event, a.k.a. Cascade, a.k.a. the day the internet stood still. Um, but, so, yeah, so l l I guess let's get going on the actual main part of the story. That's the other part of this reading, is that, like, Scratch will just talk and not really say anything. Yeah. So some some of these pages, a million things happen, and sometimes it's like just Scratch sitting there jerking himself off. Yeah, classic Scratch. Classic Scratch. Um, so getting on with it. Um, after former pages of this bullshit, uh, we resume back uh where we left off proper, where Terezi and Frisker are engaged in some kind of showdown, and Terezi has proposed uh that they decide whether Riska stays or goes based on a coin flip. Uh, with the premise being, if Trezzy guesses it right, uh, Riska goes off and fights Jack and endangers herself and all the others. And if Trezzy guesses correctly, then Riska stays and does not do that. Does not do anything stupid. Um... Of course, because both these characters are brain geniuses and know each other all too well, um, they both know that Riska's going to use her powers of luck to sway the coin her way, and they both know that Terezi knows this, and they both know that uh, Terezi's plan all along was to kill Riska as she turned her back to leave. Um, but Riska's angle here is that she's betting that Terezi won't be able to go through with it. And it appears, based on this narration, that Riska was correct, and uh, Riska flies away. Um, bye-bye, Riska. Uh, three, two, two one, sink. sink. All right. Okay. One computer issue later. One computer issue later. Uh, uh and, and <laughs> we're, we're, okay, so we we had just gotten to 
The flip. Vriska... The flip, yes. The flip, uh, Vriska guessing right, and Terezi not being able to go through with killing her. Yeah, and Scratch even goes as far to say that the, the outcome of this was the same across all timelines. So mm-hmm. this was this was pretty inevitable. Yeah, he... He wears it in such a way that I think what he's saying is that uh, in every timeline, in every variant of this situation, the coin always landed the same way because Vriska always influenced it the same way. Yeah. I think is what he's saying there. Yeah. Um, so the, the, the coin flip itself was trivial. Um, and then he leaves it off at this point. Uh, which, pinning that for 20 minutes from now? Um, and moves on to Rose, uh, the other hero of light, and where we left off with her. Um, if you recall, uh, we just finished the Seer Descend flash, um, and the subsequent fight in which John was promptly owned by Jack, and Rose was preparing, Rose had just blown up a big chunk of the battlefield and was preparing to fight, to fight. And uh, that's that's where we find her, uh, in this elaborate new newly stylized strife panel, uh, with weirdly fluid animation. Looks great. It looks pretty cool. Um, there's a lot of flashing lights, uh, in this in this part. Lots of lots of cool colors and stuff, but uh, I, damn, it's a it's a clusterfuck sometimes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in a cool way, though. In a cool way. Um, but we resume, uh, with, J- with, uh, Jack and Rose having their, their proper duel, um, and Jack in this situation is described as a, a less dangerous Jack than the one that would appear in the troll session, because he had not yet been motivated by a compelling duel. Um. Put a pin in that. Yup. Compelling, but not particularly challenging, uh, as... It is revealed that Rose would not go on to win this battle, which kind of makes sense given that Jack is in the troll session and all. Um, Doc Scratch makes a dumb Super on Hello Jeff joke, which is like insanely meta and kind of weird if you think about it. Put a pin in that. Although not really, because we already know that he's a uh, part cow. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> reminder that little Cal is part of Doc Scratch. Agony. Not... <laughs> I want this little fucker to go away and he just won't. <laughs> um but yeah. Uh Scratch it starts dragging the narration out again and it's really annoying. Um yeah. being like of course Rose didn't win. Yeah, he Scratch is like horrible at telling stories it's it's so bad because like on, on page 3788 he just flow goes the duel ends the seer dies the slayer departs the air comes back to life <laughs> i think scratch is just like all of the bad habits and like anti-reader sentiment that hussy just wants to vent yeah <laughs> <laughs> it, it really feels like it um The and and like he makes fun of the reader being like, 
Uh, well, of course John's not really dead, because you saw him alive later, idiot. Um, what, it says, what kind of, the, the, what is it, the, the, the title of, uh, 3791 is, what sort of spectator would you be if you'd forgotten the terms ruling the conditional immortality he won with his previous sim- similarly unceremonious impaling? Um, it's, it's, he's such an asshole. Yeah. But yeah, uh, not, a hostile reminder that John is, is conditionally immortal, and that he's done nothing to, to warrant, uh, either heroic or just status with this death. Um, and with this, we, we get a little bit of new perspective of John shortly after the last, like, Apparently, shortly after that last conversation, or the first conversation with Carcat, we saw at the beginning of Act Five, Act Two, um, preparing to uh, engage his part of the plan to initiate the scratch at the Beat Mesa, as he pulls out a bloodstained needle kind uh, strife specimen. He's got a new hammer too. Yeah, it's a cool hammer. It's like a the clown hammer merged with Riska's doomsday device that didn't work, but killed Spider Mom. Yeah. Pretty neat. Um, and Scratch goes on to assure us that uh, whenever the hero of breath dies for good, it will not be as a scoundrel, which like makes sense. Um, but yeah, uh, Scratch gets like kind of salty about Vriska in a weird way. Yeah, well, thirty-seven ninety-four, thirty-seven ninety-five in that neighborhood. Um, about how, uh, John's just too good of a, too much of a goody two-shoes, uh, and how he could have, how Scratch could have groomed John so much better than Vriska did, which is like, come on, dude. Kind of weird champ. Why, why does he have to come for the jokes? Why, why, why does he gotta come for John's jokes? Come on. John's jokes are the, like, the, the most endearing part of his character. Yeah. Um, but speaking of Vriska... Uh, we go back to where we left off with her, and this is where things start to happen yeah. in the top banner of the site. Scratch suddenly appearing in the top banner while I was reading made me go, oh no. Yeah, um, this is where it starts getting actively reader hostile, it, it, and it, it'll get worse, and I'll, yeah. I'll pull it out when it starts getting really bad. Like, don't don't get me wrong, I I think that, like, using, like, other parts of the website that aren't, like, the traditional panel area to, like, tell story as well is pretty cool. It It's awesome. Yeah, I like it a lot. But, man, things <laughs> things happen. <laughs> uh, it, when I was actually going back and doing my notes for this, um, I, I didn't catch on to where... It started until, like, a couple pages afterward, and it's like, oh, fucking god, I have to go back and make sure I didn't miss anything. Um, but, where it starts, it starts here, uh, 3797 is the first one where it starts changing. Yeah. And there's a good couple pages where it's just stuff that we've seen happen before. Um, so, it's, 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 e- it's making it easy on us right now. But, not forever. Anyway, uh, Vriska, there's a bit more to her story, and it's time to resume it. Um, more of Scratch being a dickhead about uh, how much he's doing and how 
how good of a host he is for being omniscient and doing all these things in parallel. But yeah, Riska flies away. Um, she 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 takes flight to the original site of Jack's appearance in the troll session uh, to do battle against him. Um, as she arrives, uh, Jack is Jack is standing there. Um, but rather than taking her challenge immediately, he he sniffs her very obvious fairy dust trail, falls it off. And uh, does exactly what Terezi was afraid of him doing. And returns from the meteor with uh, Karkat and Terezi's corpses. Which is really fucked up. <laughs> really fucked up. Um, kind of an unceremonious death for these two extremely important characters, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunate. <laughs> uh... And then we 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 get introduced to the concept of circumstantial simul simultaneity. I hate this fucking page so much. It's it, so stupid. It's <laughs> like I get it. the The fact that it's described as like just an aspect of paradox space, like I get it. Like it's gonna it's gonna basically echo itself forever. But like Hussey's just using it as an excuse to like. Just keep doing the same thing. <laughs> like, just reusing concepts to make it sound I mean, cool. I mean, it's that, but also it's just, like... A, this is a little bit of, like, you peek behind the veil and Hussey's just jerking himself off about the exact way he's been telling the story the entire time. Yeah. Like, circumstantial simultaneity is just every end-of-act flash, where the same... Where, like, everybody is descending. Yeah. In some way. Yeah. <laughs> like I read this page and I groaned. Like, like we get it, Hussy. Sometimes you you will take a panel and then you will draw over that panel and make it a new panel. Like we get it. It's fine. It's it's yeah. cool sometimes. It's it's often cool. Um, but yeah, fucking <laughs> Scratch is really just like evil Hussy. Um, I, I I I kind of love it and I kind of hate it. The the obvious the the parallel here obviously is that both of the heroes of light have have challenged Jack Noir. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Also, while this is happening, um, we can see Spade Slick's invasion of Scratch's uh home up on up in the banner. Yeah, uh, which we which we saw earlier, but yeah, after a certain point, it diverges uh past the point where we stopped viewing earlier. Mm -hmm. Uh, and we get to see we get to see him start pouring oil everywhere. Not quite yet. Not quite yet. Uh, where are we at? Be. Where are we at? I'm at thirty eight eleven. Um, I'm at thirty eight thirteen. Where the where geez. the corpses are? <laughs> speeding up. Okay, I'm not okay, speeding yeah. up. We already brought up. It, <laughs> I it, see like fucking scratch takes like four pages to say two things that happen. And so I'm not going through the pages fast enough because I'm not fucking like, ugh, it, it's so wordy. Like I, pro and readers, listeners, I promise you, we're not being bad hosts by not going through everything Scratch says. I went through everything he said, and there's like not a lot to say about it. Yeah. <laughs> it 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 doesn't add much to the visual storytelling. Um. 
Okay, but yeah, like you said, um, uh, Slick has it. it uh, I believe shortly after we saw this event, these events happen uh, in comic proper. Uh, he has now procured a a can a, a a canister of gasoline, the canister of gasoline, and is is now just dumping it all over Scratch's rooms. Yeah. Um, the, the the very same can of gasoline that was in WV's, uh, lab, in fact, uh, way, way, way back at the end of act, of the end of act one slash the beginning of act two, um, yeah. shout outs. Um, at this point, I would argue we have a, a very small continuity error, uh, in, in Rose's conversation with, with Scratch, Scratch said that his guest was, had, had, set everything on fire and at this point in in the in the banner uh scratch is no longer talking to rose and uh slick is just now like pouring oil everywhere so just a just a tiny complaint it's also possible that that scratch is just being like melodramatic and is trying to garner sympathy or some whatever yeah it doesn't matter like at all <laughs> it doesn't matter yeah uh what does Cin- matter alex add in a cinema sins ding <laughs> uh what does matter is is that scratch now has a book out uh the book the the book from the the doom timeline where gamzy went ape and killed everyone it's full of panels yeah uh, one of one of many books, I guess, because Aradia bots the the Aradia bot and the Dream Bubble implied that many of them had books of some kind. Yeah, who knows? Scratch has one of them. Scratch has one, and it has panels in it, which it now cements the panels that we've been viewing as also concrete objects within the universe. So brain hurdy, brain hurdy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like the the meta stuff is another big part of I think why people think this is confusing because it is confusing. Um, like all of the previous meta stuff has been silly enough that you can kind of hand wave it. Like Hussy existing somewhere in this universe has yeah. been like funnier than it is confusing. This is just confusing because it kind of comes out of left field in a way. I mean in a way it just it just does like oh the, these panels are <clears throat> pictures that that scratch has. Yeah. Um there's not really a, a reason why he would have them. It's apparent. Um but yeah. Uh scratch uh is he has he has the book. He's using he's like a scrapbook uh with all the all the panels of pages of things that happened, things that didn't happen, and things that ha- were in the comic. Um, the he has the what he, what he uses to compare to Jack's trophies that he just brought to Briska is the the panel when the Doom Town was being explained that the book is from, which is the confusing part because this didn't happen in this timeline like this is this is a part of the comic yeah and it's like it's it's yeah 
don't know what I have to say about it. Meta. Um, <laughs> it's also logical, since there is no- essentially nothing new in paradox space. Uh, everything that can happen is either a visual or substantive reproduction of something which has already transpired on a timeline, offshoot, or otherwise. Um, so that's true. evil hussy. Evil hussy being self-deprecating. So true. <laughs> Black-pilled hussy. You love to see it. God. Um. But yeah, he uses uh. He uses this to illustrate the 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 fight between Jack and Vriska that is just about to transpire. Um. Also, up on the banner, you may notice that uh. <laughs> That, that Slick has a lighter, and he's about to set fucking everything on fire, and he does. Um, th- this is, like, the- I think, if you hadn't noticed before, like, Slick covering everything in oil as, as Scratch dicked around, um, the part where the banner- the top banner becomes completely red is, like, your visual wake-up call that you should be paying attention to the top of the page. Yeah. Which is really great. Um, better late than never, I guess. Uh, but yeah, I would get another one of these weird, weirdly smooth strife pages with Riska facing off against Jack. Um, the fight the fight starts. Uh, Vriska gets the eight to the eight roll. Um, unlocks the the mind fang install super. Um. <laughs> Scratch, uh, pulls the fire alarm. This is also where the things that are happening up top with Scratch start bleeding into, like, the panels as you scroll down. Which is, like, the most actively hostile, I think, it gets to a reader. It's so weird to have it happen up top, and then story happens in the middle, and then Scratch happens again. It's weird. I want to talk about hostility. This, 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 this panel on 3824... My God, <laughs> is it... man, <laughs> uh, it hurts. I I know that the number of people who probably do the reading after listening to us is probably like zero to zero to like single digits, but like man, it, it just in case, fucking epilepsy warning again. My God, um, uh, up top. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say up top on uh, on the very next page on. 3825, uh, we see a fella that, that we've never seen before outside of a, a picture of him in the intermission, and uh, to, to, to refresh myself on who this is, this is Matchsticks. Um, yes. His power, as described by Hussey, is that he's able to use fire to travel to any point in time, uh, and during the intermission, he was already dead, so... My interpretation is that th- this guy just hopped in from from the the point in time in the intermission where it was not dead. Yeah. <laughs> Felt, ladies and gentlemen, we love him. We love him. Um, I was gonna. I I did. I didn't know what his power was. I'm just gonna. I was gonna say it, kind of ironic that the guy called Matchsticks is the is gonna put out the fire, but I I, I guess that it, that's just how it yeah, is. Yeah, he has like I I would say the dumbest power out of like all of the felt because it's just fire is a portal to go to any point in time. That's a Harry Potter ass thing. Yeah. <laughs> um. 
But yeah, uh, okay, where were we? Uh, Riska's got the Mind Fang outfit and the sword. It's pretty sick. Um, Matchstick's putting out the fire uh, up top. Uh, Scratch comments that um, even though Jack is in rare form at this fight, uh, were he a gambling man, he would not bet against Vriska. Uh, pretty potent uh, statement coming from a guy who's omniscient. Yeah. Um, we also see at the top, we see Clover come in. Uh, shout out to Clover. Final little fella. To say. <laughs> uh, one of the spoilers I have for, like, later Homestuck is that Clover becomes, like, really important. <laughs> um, um, we don't have, you don't have to comment on that. You I might be able to say true. that. I don't know how, how true of a statement that is. I know that he exists. He continues to exist. Okay, I, I, I'm thinking of a point where you, you probably would have seen him, maybe, if you saw like a picture of him from later or something. It's, it's not that important. Okay, um, we'll get to it. <laughs> whenever I see Clover, uh, like neurons start firing. I'm like, oh, that's the bullshit power guy. Um, he's the Vriska power guy. Yeah, nice, nice character. Uh, ability to have in a comic is obsessed with causality as this one. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and and Scratch does compare Riska's luck ability to that of Clover. Uh, on thirty eight twenty seven. But yeah. Um. As as a uh, Jack and Riska duel it out. Um. Slick notices his. I guess burned. What what is the like the horse head object that he beat Scratch over the head with? What is that supposed to be? I I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know whether it's supposed to be like. Uh, I I thought it was metal because Scratch like bent it into a into a knot, but it's like rusted or like burned after. After the the fire gets put out off it, and I, I'm just like, what material is that meant to be made out of? I don't know. It's not important, but it's weird. Um, whatever it is, Slick uh, picks it back up and uh, knocks out uh, or hits matchsticks over the head with it. Um, and proceeds to start to murderize him uh, with a crowbar as the as the perspective on Vriska and Jack's fight zooms out in, like, the the mind symbol bubble thing. Um, and this is where the narration starts to make me a little bit mad. Uh, Scratch says, let's pull back from this ever-narrowing dark pocket. Um, and says, I've never much enjoyed navigating the vortices of alternative possibility. Which, it, the, the implication here, and it, as it turns out, uh, shortly, is that this was all this whole series of events where Vriska goes to fight Jack and draws Jack to the other trolls and Karkan tries to die and they fight is all it, 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 it's a thing that could have happened but it didn't. Uh, we just wasted like 40 pages of something that's not real, it's fake. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know why. But it's fine. We got to see Vriska do her do her her dice thing. Yeah, it's cool. I guess 
It's pretty cool. You're, um, you're darn right it is. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's it's just like, I, I, like was there some character development that we missed there? No, no. Like, <laughs> Or was I supposed to be enlightened by Scratch talking about how things in this comic that are very similar happen at the same time? Like, that's the... What was the point? Hostility. Yeah, yeah, this is, like, actively hostile. This is what we're talking about. <laughs> um... And he he, 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 he he pokes at it, uh, 38-32, um, where I'm at. A seer of mind would have given a much more would have given you a more reliable account, I perhaps. But then she would do many things I wouldn't. Like, yeah, I would like this a lot more if Terezi was the narrator right now. Thank you for pointing that out. Um, Clover has a a, a coin, a quarter. Uh, it's 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 specifically a quarter. <laughs> it's yes. Um. That he he flips up top in the banner as we zoom out through the. I guess Terezi's mind power POV. We're in Terezi's mind palace right now. <laughs> yeah, we are. Yeah. Um. Scratch gives this little, uh, uh, I guess monologue on the on the role of a seer. Um, on thirty-eight, thirty-three. Uh, I. I don't know if it's that like crazy. Um. It's a lot. It's a lot of saying not much in the span of a lot of words. Yeah. Seared, smart planner. Like if 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 you're someone who's into class specting, it's probably something worth going over. But I've never really cared much for class specting, so shrug. <laughs> it's not even like that deep. Yeah. Like, I'm reading it over again right now, and it. It's like, yeah, the role of a seer is 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 to is to see and provide support to her allies by seeing things and making plans that other people wouldn't be able to do because they can't see as good as she does. And it's like, yeah, cool. It, it it's just kind of giving like a better explanation for like what's going on with Terezi right now. Like she, uh, because she's a mind player, uh, a a seer mind player. She's capable of like seeing the outcomes of of people's actions in her mind. Yeah, which I guess we've yeah. we've we've worked our way to my my answer of why was this here, uh, and it's it's to show that Teresi's big brain. Yeah. Um. Which yeah 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 okay that's cool I'm I'm calm now that's neat <laughs> it's a it's a neat plot device. Um, but I, <laughs> Terezi's big brainness is already pretty established, I think. Um, but yeah, uh, we, we zoom, we zoom back out through Terezi's mind palace as, as Clover's quarter continues to flip. Um, and we, we zoom, we zoom out, uh, to Terezi at the critical moment, uh, as the quarter lands and Clover, like, warps into it. Um. Yes. <laughs> yes. And and uh, knowing exactly what would happen, um, Terezi does manage to muster the 
the strength to uh, take Friska out as she uh, leaves. Pain. Pain. Agony. Um. Um. Up in the banner, uh, uh another character who who we saw an image of in in the intermission has now appeared out of the quarter, and his name is Quarters. <laughs> uh, <laughs> his power is he has a a set of quarters. Uh, how many, how many felt members are there? It's it's like just I think fifteen. Uh, yeah, he has eight quarters, and each quarter ha- has uh, a side assigned to a different member of the felt. And when the quarter is flipped, uh, w- whatever member's side lands up, uh, the quarter will like make whoever flipped the coin and whoever's side landed up switch places at like some random point in time so and uh if someone has a quarter with their own side on it if their side lands up it kills them uh and so clover has the quarter with his side on it and and quarter side on it and so because Clover's really lucky, it will always land on quarter side. I, I said <laughs> that Matchstick's power was like a dumb Harry Potter spell ability. We've now moved on to, JoJo Stand. Like, I was gonna say this is a JoJo like part five, part six ability. Uh, uh, and my interpretation, as as before, is that this quarter has swapped Clover and Quarters uh, from the point in time where Quarters was, like, around the point of the intermission, uh, explaining why he's dead at the time of the intermission. Yeah, he's 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 firing off his chain gun. Um, I have in my notes uh, that on this page that uh, Slick and Vriska get perforated at about the same time. Yeah. Um... Yeah. There there's a lot of pages of both of them just well, Riska bleeding out um for a long time uh while Slick just gets obliterated up top uh 3838 um a lot of blood happening here. Very violent. Very <laughs> like the <laughs> It's like Newgrounds level violence. The the, the the midnight crew thing happening up top. Yeah, anything involving the felt just manages to be more violent than anything else happening. It kind of rocks. Because I'm pretty sure we said that back during the intermission episodes. In, ca- oh, yeah. in case our listeners didn't listen to those, because they have they have record record breaking lowest listening rate out of like all of our episodes. I I can't blame anyone. They're not that great. Except the part where we talk about Bionicle. Yeah, the Bionicle bit's pretty good. If you skipped out on the intermission episodes, listen to the second one. Listen to listen to the the like last like twenty minutes of the second one where we talk about Bionicle. Mm-hmm. It's great. Yeah, pretty good. Um. Anyway, uh, uh, Slick is dead, or so it seems, and Vriska is dead, or so it seems. Um, circumstantial simultaneity. Simultaneity. Woo! Woo! Yeah, Whisker collapses. 
Um, and uh, Terezi is kind of like, man, she really did that. Uh, she's approached by Carcat, um, who himself received a note, definitely not from Gamzee, um, proposing sloppy makeouts can, on the roof. Can we talk about this? Because, okay, I can cut Terezi some slack, because she couldn't, like, I, I mean, I'm sure she, like, smelled Gamzee's blood color, but, like, immediately attributed it to Vriska, like, harming Gamzee. But Carcat, mm. like this is obviously from Gamzee. Either and and like Carcat's like been like extremely afraid of Gamzee. So the implication here is like Carcat like pulled up like ready, ready for some sloppy makeouts with Terezi, which is kind of concerning. <laughs> uh, I think that like based on the Jade stuff, I think that we can establish that like a a part of Carcat's character is he is like recklessly horny. My God, um, which which is a really funny trait to to attribute to Carcat, um, and I it, like I say it as a joke, but it between this and that, I feel like it kind of like we have basis to this is an argument to be made for it. Carcat has spent at least like three hundred dollars in Nutaku gold. <laughs> uh, he can't stop buying the Nutaku. Uh, microtransactions. It's gotta <laughs> stop, man. It's gotta stop. Carcat uh, uh, is just a, a criminally horny teenage boy. Um, and th- that's a great character angle, honestly. Carcat signed up for the, the $1 free week Brazzers Premium and and forgot to unsubscribe and, and suddenly has like three months worth of charges on his account. Yeah, who would do that? Who would do that? <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> um, miraculously, uh, it Carcat's ploy seems to pay off. Um, as uh, the the camera fades away from the embrace the embracing Carcat and Terezi on thirty eight forty four. Yeah, that's like a pretty easy to miss thing. The fact that they're like hugging each other. Is it easy to miss? I I'd I'd say it's easy to miss, because I don't see a lot of people talk about it, like ever. I don't know. I, I mean, it makes sense. Like, I I don't think that you have to read too deep into this moment to be like, yeah, Terezi just did something really traumatic, and Carcat has been having a hell of a time. So yeah. regardless of regardless of how they really feel about each other right now, like, you gotta think we can get yeah. I guess it's probably up for debate whether or not they're actually making out. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> can I and Solix pull up? <laughs> they really... Can I really just be looking? <laughs> um, Solix uh, is not. Uh, Solix has Feferi's, like goggles now, which is kind of sad. Yeah. Um, Lots of sadness and... going on. Yeah, and some bite marks, so I guess Kanai has been thirsty. <laughs> it happens. I didn't... I, I, don't laugh at that, I didn't mean it like that. Um, and uh, all the while, uh, as we've been zooming out, um, up top on the banner, it's been zooming out uh, to, to Snowman, uh, our favorite character. Um, Truly. 
truly. At the same time as it, at the same time as uh, behind as we see behind uh, Kanaya and Solix in the foreground, way back in the background, uh, there is our clown boy. We're never rid of him. Um, unfortunately. Man. Uh, and then it's revealed that, like, Slick dying was not, not, that didn't happen. He's fine. Uh, yeah. Snowman is here. Yeah, that's so weird. That's so familiar. It's crazy. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, up top, um, Snowman appears and, uh, kills Quarters. Poor Quarters. Really has not... <laughs> Some of these felt members really don't get much time. Uh, Quarters was just, like, flat out doing his job. And <laughs> Snowman is also a member of the felt. Uh, so I would I would argue that Quarters sees her as a comrade. And the fact that she just pulls up and kills him. <laughs> yeah, fucked up. Uh, <laughs> justice for Quarters. Um... Yeah, as this happens, uh, the the remaining trolls um, have this. They turn around. They see they see Gamzee, uh really do be sitting there with a hammer uh, with with Zillyhu even fear. And I want to call out. This is one of the most legendary. This page contains yeah. probably the most legendary yeah. coloring error ever to grace Homestuck, and that is Pants Cat. Pants Cat uh, is. Great. Iconic. Uh, we have an emote in our server. Join our Discord server. It's in, a, it's in the tour bio. Yeah, co- come to, um, come to the server. The uh, you can send as many pants cats as you want. We won't stop you. I'll probably comment on it, but I won't stop you. <laughs> yeah. Um, this this was, like, an accident uh, on Nazi's part. Like, this is a genuine error uh, where if you look closely at Carcat in this panel, if you're not familiar with Pants Cat, um, if you look at Carcat in this panel, uh, all of his clothes are colored the same. Um, so it looks like his pants are just hoisted up around his neck. Uh, this inspired, like, a dearth of fan art, um, and it became so widespread that, like, it even gets some shoutouts later in the comic, I believe. Yeah. Uh, and gets worked into his ancestor lore. <laughs> so... Shout out to Pants Cat. It's great. There's a there's a picture of me from like 2014. Uh, I I don't have it. One of my friends has it, but it's 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 pantsjohn.jpg, and it's Good. just it's just me with my pajama pants like hoisted up to around my neck, and it's great. <laughs> Classic image of me. Classic the, concept. The legacy of Pants Cat is is a good is a great one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, Gam- Gamzee is, 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 is back after being kicked in the nuts off a cliff by Kanaya. Um, as the same, at the, at, at the same time as Snowman appears and kills one of her fucking gang compatriots. And then, uh, then we get some, some, some quality sad stuff here. Uh... As events unfold up top in the banner, um, we we recap on Vriska's last message to John before he headed into the into the blackout. Yeah, and there was more the messages that followed it. Yes, there's more. Um, the let's see. 
We're gonna write some notes. Um, Riska kind of taunts John with the the notion of conditional death as a god tier, and how you know you're probably fine. Like John, you're 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 probably fine. Tavros would be fine because you know he's such a passive loser he would never have done anything to warrant a heroic or just death. Um, but as for me. If I go off to fight Jack and I die, then that would probably be heroic, right? Man. And, uh, we consider now, consider, uh, given that Briska was killed before leading Jack to the location of the other trolls, could that be considered a just, a just death? Who knows? Who really knows? Um... Yeah. Man. Man. It's agony. <laughs> uh Vriska goes on to taunt to uh kinda taunt, kinda just tell John to do his job and uh wake up Rose's dream self after the confrontation and her death. Um gets a little bit weird about it. Uh, yeah, just a little. <laughs> just, just a little bit. Um, I just want to point out that there's some salacious activity going on on the banner right now. Oh, yeah. Uh, the, I, the, 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 the 3854, 3855, like, the, Snowman's really tall. Oh, yeah. It, it, it's, it, I don't know what to say about this. It's, it's a little... Little strange. Um. <laughs> okay. We're just gonna linger on it. We're, yeah, that's all. Uh, we're we're all on page thirty-eight fifty-five. Uh, just viewing the image in the banner. <laughs> God, I wish that were me. <laughs> um, if I if I were a spade slick Kenny. This would be the only Ken memory I'd ever have. Ah, <laughs> uh, when when have we ever let uh stray Black Queen Snowman horniness <laughs> let get in the way of recording a good episode? Anyway, um, uh, you kind of you kind of skimmed over like one of the the more important parts and uh with the with the conversation from Vriska. I got distracted. Yeah, it happens. Uh, Vriska passes down her dice. Uh, yes. Which is a pretty big s- sentiment, is the right word, I would say. Because I would think her dice are pretty important to her. It's a pretty loaded gift. Yeah. Nothing to um, say about it, I just... <laughs> I'm just staring at my screen trying to keep my emotions together. Yeah. This this conversation yeah. hurts me. A lot. Yeah. Uh, This is a... Tough conversation for Vriska, um, because she's be- essentially what's going on here is that she's like confronting her own mortality and coming to. If last time she was kind of sent into uh, uncertainty at the prospect of her own mortality and what it means to kill and die, then this is her. Uh, 
making peace with it, I guess. Yeah. And saying, you know, I could die here, and it it could very easily be the my real death. Um, and she's handling it very calmly. Yeah, I think I think I think the worst part about it is like John is like very obviously the only character she's like comfortable talking to about it. Yeah. And the fact that John's not there to like talk her through it or anything. Yeah. Um this is all it's implied that like this is all John reading through this after waking back up or after resurrecting and without without the chance to respond to any of it as it happened. Um and uh yeah. And uh, and Riska really drags it out here. Um, but the the conversation more or less, or the the her last message more or less ends with her asking like, "Hey, um, I kind of wanna I wanna start over. Uh, once all this ends, and you know, would you mind going on a date? This part of that, which is like, damn, that hurted pain." It's it's real it's 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 a great it's 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 great. Um it's I don't good know what but it hurts about it. It's very it's very painful. Uh, um, meanwhile Doc's not happy about about the <laughs> the kiss going on. Doc is absolutely uh just not happy with with he does not see it, he does not want to see it, uh, he does not want us to see it. Um <laughs> he's just Bang on the the banner window to try to get it out of here. The the more meta it gets, like the fact that the the banner has now been established as a physical thing in in his office. Pain, but the headache kind. <laughs> it keeps happening. <laughs> um. Yeah. Riska continues to uh kind of verbally stumble around about going on a date um and watching a Nick Cage movie um cuz you know it would be, be fine if she had to watch more Nick Cage it would be okay she would find it tolerable um and yeah and the the conversation trails off uh or her messages trail off uh on 3858 where she notes uh so well the, the page after that but someone's coming um and uh it's it's Terezi wearing her dumb LARPing outfit. Uh we gotta go deal with that. So uh talk to you later. Bye bye. And now in the in the banner, uh Jade's here. Jade and Dave, both of them. Yeah. And some frogs and a volcano. So much um, going on. <laughs> yeah. Uh in the meantime, um, man, it really hurts that it, as it wraps up Riska's last messages, um, the last panel of this is, like, her dead in front of the computer. Like, damn. Ow. Ow. But, yeah. Um, Scratch also chews away Snowman. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's, he's keeping his house together all right. <laughs> Um, and, uh, I don't think I mentioned before, the, the, the clock was a thing earlier. Yeah, there was a, you kind of skimmed over a, it. 
There was a panel of the, there's a flash panel of Scratch's clock, uh, swinging back and forth between just and heroic. Um, and, uh, it brings it back here, but as the, the needle swings on just, um, Slick starts destroying it with a crowbar, with the crowbar, which, if we recall, this crowbar's ability is to destroy any clock that it, it hits. Great. Great. Um, this was a big, uh, like, topic of conversation back when, um, like, the mechanism of the clock and its relation to Vriska's judgment, or whatever the mechanism of that is. Um, if you, we met, we talked about the Hossie's form spring a little bit back, uh, back when we were doing Hive Swap, or not Hive Swap, um, Hive Ben. And, uh... I purposely didn't say what most of the questions on there were, but a a solid chunk of the questions that were spoilers are about like, is Riska's death for real? Uh and how does the clock affect it? Um Which in retrospect is a really funny question to ask on Formspring, like, and expect Hussy to give a straight answer to. Yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah, the the I guess, for our purposes, I'm just going to say remember that the purpose of the crowbar is to destroy clocks, and whatever reading the clock gives after its destruction, like, who knows. But regardless, um, Slick is throwing a temper tantrum um, at, at his hate girlfriend being taken away, which is really funny. Just completely throwing a fit. It's really funny to, 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 like, look at this and be like, Scratch kicked out Snowman, and so as a result, Slick has jumped on his sofa and is beating the shit out of his clock <laughs> with a crowbar. Um, in the banner, uh, in the meantime, uh, Jack has appeared above the volcano in on Jade's planet. And... Jade and Dave uh square up uh to fight Jack uh as Scratch expresses his how tired he is of Slick's bullshit. Um thirty eight sixty-three, uh we get a dead panel for Vriska, uh with a with an ethereal Nick Cage looking on. Um <laughs> We sure do. <laughs> I, I kind of feel like the Nick Cage being here is, like, a little bit of a nod to the reader to be like, don't worry about it. it, it, it it's funny. It's fine. Um, but back during the, when this update came out, like, man, it was, uh, this, Vriska was dead, and it was, it was tough. Um, I believe, didn't Kanaya also have a dead panel? Yes. She did. Yeah, she did. so... Rest assured, listeners, the dead panel is not an expression of finality. So true. Yeah, if 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 you're worried about that. Um Frisco <laughs> will return. Um But yeah. Uh, uh Meanwhile, Dave and Jade square up with Jack. I'm sure that'll go great. Yeah, and at the same time, 
Scratch starts absolutely beating the shit out of <laughs> out of a uh, slick. Um, man. <laughs> yup. Yup. Uh, and to add a third uh line of events into the mix, um, John responds to Vriska's messages. Uh, but Vriska is nowhere to be found, and Carcat picks up. Um. Kind of tragically, uh, John is really receptive to uh, to Riska's messages, um, and is happy to share his library of Nick Cage films with her. It'll be okay. It all hurts. <laughs> I, I I think it, I think it should be said. I back in the day, I was a very avid like John Vriss shipper, and when mm-hmm. I when I got to this part, I couldn't. Oof, I had to take a break. I'd take a big break. Yeah. Um if you're if you're invested, like, yeah, this is it's it's pretty rough. Um the I feel like Vriska spilling her guts has become like a, a a standard as of late. Um but this is a really uh kind of equal level like it's a very level exchange, um, and it is really heartbreaking that it it's cut short by by what it's cut short by. Yeah. Um. It it it, it feels like uh a minor narrative blue balls after the the previous conversation between John and Vriska where. Uh, Riska was talking about how inadequate she felt and her respect on killing. Um, and like, yeah, it it's it's pretty rough. Carcass is the best, really. Uh, oh my fucking hell, this is so insanely awkward and sad. So true. (laughs) Um, moving, push, pushing on, nonetheless. Um, we see in the banner, uh, Jade and Dave continue to fight Jack, uh, as they've been doing. Um, Scratch hits Spade Slick so hard over the head with the book, it, like, snaps in half laterally. This dude's strong. Um, (laughs) Fucking Slick in this panel is, like, doing the look how hard I can pee, except he's just puking (laughs) blood. That's all I can think of when I see this panel. Um, he is just vomiting an, an insane stream of blood uh, to a comical degree. Um, panels just flying everywhere out of the book. Um, Scratch is really laying the smack down. Um, at the same time, uh, Carcat and, and John uh, reunite uh, chat-wise. Um... Carcat refuses to say what happened to Vriska because, like, he feels like an asshole and he doesn't think he has it in him to, uh, to do that, to, to let him down like that. I mean, at the same time, he, he wants John to have, like, a clear mind because, like, we're, we're right on the, the, the edge of things having to go into motion. Yes. There's not much more, like, dilly-dallying around that our characters can do before shit goes down. Um... But yeah, the, credit to Carcat. He does say, "I feel like an asshole for reading this whole thing." Um, 
and uh, when John says, like, yeah, I did like her, Carcat says, oh. like, okay, I, I will not, I will not tell you, we'll talk about it later, which is both, like, uh, it, it's such, it, it's, there's a duality to this, it's such a dickhead move, but also it is, like, kind of courteous yeah. of Carcat, I guess, I don't know. Carcat is hard to dislike sometimes, um, but yeah, this also, it, it hurts. Um, again, fucking credit to John's insane naivety to, to not put two and two together here. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, next page, uh, the, the, the Jack fight continues, um, Scratch continues to brutalize Slick, um, and John and Carcat continue to talk. Um, they, Carcat really gets down to brass tacks on the plan. And, and what is required. Um, he says, fucking, uh, go to, Lo- go to Lohack and we'll talk. Um, we are blessedly, uh, in, in express mode. So we see Carcass perspective on this where it, it happens real fast. Um, the, both the fights continue. Um, uh, Carcat elaborates on the plan and what has to happen. Um, we we get a nice shot of uh, uh, spades flying out across the city with <laughs> Alternia in the sky. Pretty good. Um, yeah. Uh, Carcat uh, makes some vague hints at Carcat. Carcat is somewhat emotional himself at this moment. Um. And alludes to having to have done something about Gamzee and not feeling great about it. Um, the, the the way it's worded like makes it sound like Karkat killed Gamzee. Yeah, it yeah. Um, but it's so vague that you, we know that that's almost definitely not what happened. Yeah. Um. Karkat gets a little bit uh gets a little bit open here and says um. I guess my best friend is really just the guy who I happen to be feeling most sentimental to at the moment. Um, which is a, a nice little uh, cast over on Carcat calling like five different characters his best friend yeah. in their introductions. Yeah. Um, yeah, Carcat's, Carcat's going through some shit right now. Um, and uh, wants, to, wants to get back to, to, to the plan uh, with John. Um, let's see, next page, uh, all, both fights continue, um, Scratch is now fucking, it's, Slick's not in a good position here, um, uh, Jaden Dave are still fighting Jack, um, and John and Carcat are still talking, um, Carcat reassures John that, uh, Rose is okay, um, she woke up alive on Durst. Um, Jade is okay. Uh, they're the they're fighting, they're fighting Jack. Um, but but you know Jade's fine because uh Jack can't hurt her because of Beck. Um, Kirk kind of lashes out at John in a weird way on this page. Yeah, sixty eight. Yeah, I yeah I was gonna bring it up. The it <laughs> really. 
the whole John Mom thing that Carcat pulls is out of nowhere. <laughs> um, he's he's really like you want you want to you wanted to make out with Mom Lalonde's dead corpse, didn't you, John? It's like wh- what the fuck are you talking about? Um, it, I, I don't know where Carc. I think I think Carcat is just upset and he's just fucking doing Carcat shit. But like, man, <laughs> it's a little strange. Um, and uh, Carcat also pulls the dead dad card, um, which is a little bit of a dick move, a little bit culturally insensitive, um, given that uh, how non how much less impactful Carcat the relationship with his crab dad was. Yeah. Um, but John takes it in stride uh, since Carcat is always a douche. Um, yeah. Next page, uh, it's stunning development in the, in the, uh, Dave, Jade, Jack fight. Um, Jack uses his teleporty powers to redirect Jade's bullets into Dave, uh, perforating him as well. Um. Man. Unfortunate. I add another one to the dead Dave pile. Yeah, um, but but this being the the Dave that was like from the future and just like hopping around doing doing some stuff, just kind of meandering until he would presumably eventually go back to the future. But no, that never that never happened. Yeah, yeah. This is the this is the the main Dave post um his duties being done. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it, it's quickly lampshaded by, oh, well, he'll have to get woken up for Anders too, and then, uh, Rose and Dave's dream cells will have to go do their job. Um, in the Scratch, uh, setting, um, Scratch, uh, has pulled out his doodly firearms, and Slick is <laughs> staring down the barrel of Scratch's revolver. Uh, not a good place to be. Um, let's see, uh, on this page, the conversation between John and Carcat, um, speaking of Jade, and, uh, speaking of Carcat being criminally horny, um, there's a little bit more of that, uh, we go back into, Carcat explains to John what Jade has been doing, the frog duties, um, the universe frog, uh, drops an R word or two, um, has some... Goes on to have some Freudian slips on the next page about uh, Jade Cest. Man, Carcat, um, <laughs> chill, brother. Man, come on. Um. Okay, I was thrown off a little bit because uh, on on this page thirty eight sixty nine, uh, one of the one of the scrapbook panels is the, uh, some of them are from that conversation where Carcat was fantasizing about Jade making out with Dog Jade. Um, but that that happens on the next that that's part of the next uh the next pastor log, um. But these kind of bleed into each other. Yeah. Uh, events update. Um. Now that Dave is dead and JD's only target left, Jack is kind of just standing there and able to do anything. He looks so um, defeated. Yeah. Jack being self-aware of like. His inability to to kill Jade is really funny, I think. Yeah. That's gotta hurt. 
Um, Scratch uh, flips out a little bit. Um, It says, uh, you were not supposed to kiss her, Mr. Noir. You were supposed to kill her. Um, I guess there, I I should mention that this whole time there have been those the 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 name of the the page has been Scratch's narration. Yeah. Um, but it's just kind of been shitting on Slick up to this point. Uh, here it bleeds into the actual panel content. Um. Yeah. Uh. So Scratch, rather than shooting Slick, uh, hands him his gun. Um. And uh, and and vanishes him, kicks him out. He's got a job to do. Get out of here. Um. In the meantime, um, Kirk continues to discuss the plan. Um. And basically outlines. Okay, so Dave and Rose are gonna wake up on Durst. They're gonna take the. They're gonna take the bomb. Um, and, uh, it's going to all work out. All these movie pieces are going to come together. It's going to, it's going to happen. Well, it's going to be a big flash. Well, despite one thing, uh, Karkat kind of, kind of drops the bomb that, uh, either Dave or Rose is going to die permanently from, from what he's saying. Uh, Rose's regular self has now died. Dave's regular self has now died, so it's just their dream selves, and someone's got to deliver the bomb. Yeah. Um. The state the stakes are high. We're losing somebody. Indeed. And, and and John, like the entire time, is like offering like ideas that would ultimately result in him being the one to permanently die. Yeah, th- yeah, this comes in on thirty eight seventy one. Um, okay, okay, yeah, I was confused. Okay, so thirty eight seventy, he does Karkat drops that uh, either Dave or Rose is gonna have to stick by is is gonna have to deliver the bomb, um, which implies that one's going to die, and then thirty eight seventy one, John starts offering up uh, possibilities of, I could, I could, I could help, um. And Karkat's like, no, you dipshit, that'll be a heroic death, and so you would just be taking the fall for them. Um. Okay, yeah, this is the page where Karkat starts getting real Freudian slippy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> in, in in my notes, I just wrote Karkat horny, period. He really do be. He really do be horny. Um. But yeah, this is... This is pretty standard John, I think. Um, just trying to figure out a way that he could help, and it's Karkat's like, no, uh, you just be making it worse. There's not really anything you can do. Um, which is, you know, unfortunate. Uh, Karkat just, yeah, Karkat basically just goes through the plan. Um, what he does and doesn't know. What isn't isn't important, really. Um, like, who cares about how they kill the boss? Uh. And it kind of wraps up with, um, like, where's this? Um. Fucking, I'm, this is like, <laughs> this is fucking podcast unfriendly. This this is so <laughs> yeah. hard to keep my notes in track for. Uh, the, um, the, like, TLDR of the plan is, like, John needs to get the quills, the the code for the quills from Jade. Jade got the quills through shenanigans. Uh, 
Jade is going to make sure that the remaining three kids survive the scratch. Uh, and, and we we kind of get a reveal that like Scratch has been in talks with Jade off screen. Yeah, which is kind of um, it's kind of like. I think that as this goes on, like the the theme is that there is not a single underage girl who scratch whose DM scratch has not been in. Yeah, yeah, this guy, um, whitened for smug tool, as Karkat described it. Um, the plan involves it has something to do with a yellow lawn ring. Um, not the human word for it. Uh. Which, I, I, I can't, I don't remember what this phrase is. What is a lawn ring? Yard. Right. Okay. Okay. So it's a, it's a, it's a yard. I want to say, uh, the first instance of the yellow yard getting name dropped was in, uh, Seer Descend in, on one of the bookshelves. I might be wrong. Maybe, yeah. Uh, yeah. It was in. It was in one of the, the fairy tale books. It was like, uh, everything that everyone lives for on Prospect is to make sure that the the kids cross the yellow yard to get to get Billius Slick to to his true home. Interesting. But that was like the only time it was ever name dropped, and. This is the second instance of it being hinted at. Okay, I was I was starting to feel kind of stupid because I could not remember what this what the yellow the yellow lawn ring was, the um the the unwatered piece of residential property as Carcat puts it. <laughs> um, but rest assured, Jade has it figured out. Um. Um. Yeah, Carcat is commenting on a. Uh, Jack, uh, kind of lingering around Jade and not do anything, um, because he's he's still Jade's dog, and Carcat Carcat flips the idea of like all of us dressing like Jade to fool him, <laughs> uh, which is pretty good. Um, let's see, moving on thirty eight seventy two, um, thirty seventy two. Uh, Scratch returns to his mansion uh, quarters uh, and beholds the mess and how the scrapbook's everywhere. Um, and uh, the Carcat and John write out their conversation to its conclusion. Um, where Carcat lies out the plan of how they will all unite. Uh, apparently the explosion of the bomb will be so huge that it'll be visible through the furthest ring, which will allow the, the trolls to use it as a beacon um, to travel there, and uh, apparently they have people there. Uh, there's a they've they love a rendezvous point, and Parker uh, doesn't know who those people are or how or what. Um, but it's it's implied that they're the the residents of the dream bubbles. Yeah. Um, which would kind of fit uh what Arati's been up to into all this, uh, and how if you recall. Uh, the one panel before she went into her the big dream bubble um voyage uh after freeing Jack from the time stop uh it said soon friends will arrive and they'll need your our help they'll need your help 
So that's kind of heading towards what... It's all kind of coming together. Yeah. Um, Carcat talks about uh, them all escaping in the new session, um, and that'll be how they live. Uh, and then they can figure out what the fuck to do with the rest of their lives. Which is exciting. Um, it's, it's a big, it's a big, uh, tease, I guess. Um, Carcat forbids John from doing any funny business with with Riska, uh, and then awkwardly stumbles away and tries to change the subject. Um, let's see, uh... Carcat says that if you wind up in the new session, then you should be, you should have one of the Durst Tramers there with you as a guide, um, because, you know, navigation's gonna be hard, uh, the Durst Tramers are the most suited to it, um, and John Flute's like, hey, if we're going to a new session, will there be an entirely new set of characters to enter the comic? Hmm. And Carcat's like, yeah, there probably will be. Can't wait. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and it... They kind of they kind of sign off here in a way that I I look at it and I smile, um, with Carcat uh, saying, you know, um, in my defense, I don't actually hate you. I never did, and um, deep down, I'm pretty sure that I was always pretty okay with you. Uh, John says thanks, Carcat, and Carcat finishes just saying it wasn't a fucking compliment, which I love it. Classic. I. I I like Carcat. I remember now why I put him so high on my tier list. Um, he's great. But yeah, um, we have now effectively stumbled out the other end of the page range. Um, we sure have. Uh, on our last page, Doc Doc cleans up, and does he clean up? He he cleans up a page. bit. He cleans up most of the stuff, but he the the, the clock is there again. Yeah. But the pages are still everywhere. The pages are still everywhere because conveniently, someone's got to look at them. <laughs> oh God! It, and you thought last reading was difficult to. You, you My thought God. this reading was tough. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Sorry for sucking at that, but like that that was tough. Yeah. Um, uh. Kind of difficult to like parse through three separate storylines that are running concurrently on the same page. Especially when one of them is entirely in very dense text and others are entirely, like, uh, image-based. Like, uh, I apologized, uh, for not handling it very well, uh, towards the end because Karkat's conversation with John was, like, a lot of- there's a lot of pages of it and a lot of text on it, and I was- as this was going on, I was, like, skipping- through pages to to cap, recap events uh in the the Dave and Jade and the the scratch yeah parts of the comic and I was losing my place in the in the John and Carcat part um so if that ever happens again then I'll have to come up with a better system for doing that uh but like jeez fucking <laughs> uh podcast unfriendly podcast other than weird format, um, what are what are our closing thoughts? Um, besides pain, pain, yeah. First of all, pain. Um, I like the green pages. Uh, as as hostile as it is, 
and, and inconvenient and and kind of a, a an event to get through. Um, I do like how it kind of switches it up from a from a reader perspective. I like reader hostility. <laughs> I don't know why, but I don't know. I I enjoyed this page range, uh, except for the brisket bits that hurt. That shit hurted. Um. The ge- the gears are turning. Uh, it's it's yeah. it's so easy to see that like the gears are turning. We're here. We're 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 knocking at the door of of the moment. Mm-hmm. And it's great. Uh, it's great. HP season one is coming to an end. <laughs> um. Yeah, I like these pages as well. Um, they are a lot more fun to read than to review. Yeah. In vocal form. Yeah. Uh, the, I also like the, I like the way it plays with the format. Um, I, I think this is, I'm curious as to how this is going to be adapted to print form. Um, because this is like, so, I I don't know how the hell they're going to put this in a book. Yeah. (laughs) And I feel bad for whoever is in charge of adapting it like that. Um. And I think that this is a great case study for why stuff like the unofficial collection is so important. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, I do really like it. And I do like the uniqueness of uh, playing with like what would normally be like banner ad space um, as somewhere that you can th- add in uh, a, a, like a meta narrative. Um, at the same time... Uh, I feel like having three things happen at once is a little bit excessive. Um, Just a little bit. A little bit. Uh, <laughs> the it, It's a lot easier to digest when you have, like, three pages happen to one thing, two pages happen to the next thing, and then they take turns between one, two, or three things happening. Yeah. Than it is when it, it's literally all happening at the same time, and it's, like, sensory overload. But I can, I can deal with... Uh, uh, a, uh, a couple dozen pages dealing it because it's fun. Uh, the well, the good thing is, uh, we're not we're, we're not done with multiple multiple plots running on the same page yet. Of course uh, not. <laughs> it only it only gets worse from here, particularly next episode. But yeah, but for now, it's kind of fine. Yeah, we get a I get a breather at least. Um, next episode is going to be uh. Um, I hope I I I wonder how Viz Media will fuck this one up. It's fine. Really? Okay. Yeah. Well, regardless, uh, up next is the scrapbook, which, although extremely cool, uh, is also actively reader hostile. Yeah. Um. So look forward to that, I guess. Um. Ugh. I don't, I don't. I don't know. I feel completely drained. Do we have anything else? Do I? Do we have a reason to live? Um, Are we good? I think we might be good. All right, I'm fine with that. I'm, I'm, I'm looking through my notes. I don't see anything worth bringing up. I think we hit all the notes that I wanted to. Um. Okay. Uh, 
Happy Thanksgiving, yeah. guys. Yeah, this is this is our Thanksgiving episode. Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> this <is our> Thanksgiving. <laughs> uh, we're we're giving thanks for conventional means of storytelling. <laughs> At least I am. I'm, um, I'm giving thanks for hussy question mark. <laughs> Didn't he post new uh, e boy hussy he, he, pics? He did post new e boy hussy pics and. Um, it spurred a lot of conversations that Hussey might be preparing to start that, that fabled after Homestuck project. Because, I'm so worried. uh, there was a, I think it was on the Form Spring, where somebody was like, is Homestuck just a warm-up for something else? Like how Problem Sleuth was just a warm-up for Homestuck. And he was like, Yeah. And then uh, the the Homestuck team launched a new Twitter that's dedicated to like asking questions. And somebody asked, they were like, "Hey, Hussey said that that Homestuck was just a warm up for something bigger and greater. Is that still true?" And they responded, "Yeah." And then like at the same time, like uh, Hussey Hussey's Twitter is notable for having just the words did homestuck in the bio Mm -hmm. and for the first time in a decade he removed that from his bio and the e-boy hussy pics uh one of the posts just had like this logo that was like just diamonds and it was like everybody was like haha moirails but it doesn't it doesn't really line up with like moirail stuff and it was just a single post with that logo and everyone uh, the 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 consensus is starting to shift to oh maybe Hussey's maybe Hussey's finally about to do something that's not Homestuck. I'm scared. I'm scared too, cause uh, Hussey is a very ambitious person, and over the past decade, with how ambitious he was with Homestuck, if he s- still considers Homestuck a, a quote unquote warm up for something else, uh. God help us. Well, at some point, it's like, how big can you get, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, what? What is he? What is he doing? I don't know. I mean, that's the question, right? Like, uh, <laughs> he, 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 he consistently shoots for the stars, and uh, he has game developer under his belt now. Um, yeah. maybe he's he's gonna shoot for like a. Like a movie based on a webcomic or something? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I I am excited for Andrew Hussey's Death Stranding. <laughs> that um, that kind of would be it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, we'll we'll see. I mean, I mean, I, I mean, guess. in one of the, I mean, in all of the pictures, he was he was wearing uh an MSF from Metal Gear shirt. Oh my god! And, oh my god! And uh, there's he had like a picture of Hideo Kojima, like taped to a picnic basket that was full of like BTS merch. I don't know this what fucking, it means. This is Death Stranding. I mean, I mean, Holy if shit. if you look in the general chat on the Discord, like I posted like some of the notable pictures, and then the last one I sent, you can see the picture of Hideo Kojima. Oh my god! Next to the logo that that I was Incredible. talking about. A lot to take in. <laughs> I, I'm so excited for, for 
Hussy to produce infinite money from nowhere and <laughs> cast Dante Basco and Nick Cage in whatever insane new project he is. It's going to be great. On. It's going to define a generation. It's going to be like spoken word or something <laughs> insane. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, uh, the, the fucked up thing about it being not Homestuck is like it could just ambush us too. Like, if it's not Homestuck, then then there's no reason to be expected to be announced on like four thirteen or ten twenty five, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or any of those big dates. So, I guess uh, <laughs> it could happen tomorrow. Sleeping with sleeping with one eye open. It could happen on Thanksgiving. It could yeah. It could happen like on your birthday. You never That'd know. That'd be crazy. That'd be crazy. But yeah, um, fucking stay tuned for whatever insane bullshit Hussy pulls out next. Speaking um, of staying tuned, uh, our reading for next, next week. To read? Yeah, our reading for next week. Uh, it's it's gonna be a bit of a doozy. I feel like I I, okay. I said that in in the admin channel, but this may be our our most ambitious episode yet until we get to uh open bound. <laughs> um, Ryu. we're gonna do thirty eight seventy four to to forty thirty six. Which is about 150 pages, which we've done before, but... We've done before when it was substantially less wordy. Yes, but <laughs> this page range is all of the the panels on the floor. It's all of them. I, 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 it, it didn't feel right to me to like cut it off in the middle, or like cut off the like last two, because it was like, those were the longest ones. Yeah. But... It feels right to get them all out in one episode because, good God, there there are so many <laughs> concurrent plots going on in 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 this continued buildup to 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 cascade. At, at least I, I haven't read the the clipping pages in a while, but at least they're all like their own little bubble. Yeah. that you go on for a couple pages. But but like some of the. Bubbles, as as you said, oh, right. uh, they run, overlap. yeah, they overlap. They run across multiple pages. Well, um, good luck to us then. Yeah, good luck to us. Um, and uh, I I guess that that's as good a time as I need to take to the close. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um. Oh wait! Wait wait wait. Uh, wait wait wait! One last thing to shout out. Hive Swap Act 2 comes out this week. Yo, uh, it really does, though. Yeah, it, it comes out on, on the 25th. Uh, so, listeners, if you weren't aware of that, uh, if you haven't played Hive Swap, go pick up Act 1 in preparation for Act 2. It's pretty fun. The day before Thanksgiving. Yep, it'll, it'll be great. Uh, yeah. But now we can take it to the close. <laughs> okay. Um, well, uh, as always, I'm Aiden. I'm John. Um, you have been listening to a Homestuck podcast. Um, I want to shout out all of our listeners, as always. Thank you for listening to us, uh, even when we fall on our face and can't parse this bullshit. Um, shout out to Alex for editing and uh, making our beautiful little icons, as always. They're they're awesome. Uh, he's awesome. Um, and uh, catch us again next week when we take uh on 3874 through 4036 4k pages wow it's That's a, so many it's a it's a milestone 
And uh, before we sign out, I just want to shout myself out Uh-oh. for uh, getting through an episode saying Jack and Jack Noir a million times and not once slipping into Jack Frost. Let's go! All right. And with that, uh, we'll see you next week, everybody. Later, listeners. Later, listeners.